2: From 1965. It's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage Show from 32494, the earliest show in the archive, 32494. My interview with Donald Trump from 1102011. 1102011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump It's time to break up with the Democrats. That's the title of today's podcast. What do I mean by that? Listen to me. Biden and the Dems, especially the abusive nature of these people, they're like an emotionally abusive partner. Someone who lies, projects his poor qualities on you, and gaslights you while making your life a living hell. You want me to continue? Biden and the Democrats treat the people of America like garbage by inflicting their terrible policies on us, And every once in a while, they try to win back our love, promising gifts, student loan forgiveness, free this, free that, meanwhile, making our daily lives unaffordable and cities unlivable for all the rest of us. He lies to you. He projects his sick behavior on you. He gaslights you, telling you what you see is not really what's happening. It's time to divorce the Democrats and stop accepting their abuse. Now, Biden is flipping the script. Listen carefully. Tell me what you think. In Biden's crazy, deranged speech the other night, he said Now, extreme MAGA Republicans, MAGA Republicans, aim to question not only the legitimacy of past elections, but elections being held now and into the future. Well, by that definition, Hillary Clinton must be an extreme MAGA Republican. She just said this last week. Here's Hillary Clinton saying this quote, Right-wing extremists already have a plan to steal the next presidential election, and they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections, unquote. Hillary is a nightmare. She always has been. She's been a liar from the day she was born. Then Biden, the senile liar-in-chief, says this, Autocracy is the opposite of democracy. It means the rule of one. One person, one interest, one ideology, and one party. Really? Isn't that what California and New York have become? A one-party system? The left is making every attempt to silence us and only allow their ideology to be supreme. Biden said, as I stand here today, there are candidates running for every level of office in America for governor, Congress, Attorney General, Secretary of State. They will not commit to accepting the results of elections that they're running in that is a path to chaos in America. It's unprecedented, it's unlawful, and it's un-American. As I said before, you can't love your country only when you win. The man may as well be looking in the mirror. Let's stop saying election deniers. We the people are not deniers. We are election investigators. We are begging for the elections to be fair and transparent. Instead of the president offering Assurances, he demonizes any and every person who questions anything him and the gang do. So, as I just said to you, let's stop being election deniers because we're not. We are election investigators. And now, let's listen to my podcast because the midterm elections are just a few days away and we need to focus on getting our voices heard. You know, this is one of the most important elections which will determine the future of our nation. That's why Biden lied and lied and lied and threatened half the country. So joining us now from the New York Post is the great Miranda Devine. So Miranda Devine, here we are again. I'm looking at the New York Post. Look at this headline. It goes to this issue of the election. Vagrant with 18 priors and eyed in two previous rapes busted a New York City jogger sex attack. He raped a jogger, raped and robbed a jogger, Thursday morning. The man is a serial rapist and this animal was on the streets. Miranda, does it get any clearer to America what is going on? How can the Democrats pretend the American people don't see all this stuff?
3: Well, I mean, they can only do it by being utterly delusional. And I guess that's what they're being. They're Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, is trying to tell us that uh, we're imagining it, that Republicans uh, like Lee Zeldin are just exaggerating crime and it's really not that bad. Um, Well, Hochul
2: just came out the other way. She admits New York's crime issue after saying it was a conspiracy of the Republicans. Can you believe this? So now as Zeldin is taking over uh, in, in the polls, at least before they steal the election again or try to, now she's suddenly saying, oh, yeah, there's some crime.
3: Well, yeah, and she's saying there's some crime and, you know, I know that you feel it and your feelings are real. Well, (laughs) you know, it's not, and this is a classic, this has been going on. I've known about this for 20 years started in England, this idea that it's perceptions of crime and that you have to make people feel more comfortable uh, about crime. No, people are rational and they don't catch the subway in New York, which is down over 50% in ridership in the last two years, uh, because it's dangerous, because it's become a homeless shelter, because there are homeless men out there who are drug addicts, who are, um, violent, who are defecating on the platforms, oh. who have turned the carriages into complete cesspits, and we're supposed to go down there with our clothes, our work clothes or our going out clothes and and mingle with them and take our lives in our hands? No, thank you. So, you know, it's curtailing the freedoms of everybody above ground. There's a lot of places I don't go anymore. There'll be a lot of female joggers in New York who decide not to jog now. Uh, whether it be, you know, in Central Park or as this poor woman was um, down in the West Village. Well, you know,
2: Miranda, we're not thinking properly. If the Democrats should steal the election again, which Joe more or less implied last night, I actually was stunned to hear him admit it. Yeah, we're going to need days to count the vote. Don't riot. Uh, Give us time to count the vote. We know that more and more ballots are cast in early voting or by mail in America. We know that many states don't start counting those ballots until after the polls close on November 8th. That means in some cases, we won't know the winner of the election for a few days — until a few days after the election. It takes time to count all legitimate ballots in a legal and orderly manner. It's always been important for citizens in democracy to be informed and engaged. Now it's important. For citizens citizen to be patient as well. The lottery tickets, by the way, the lottery announcements are made within hours of yeah. drawing electronically. Oh, so listen, they every need other three country, days. They need three days to figure it out. But, you know, we're not. Every thinking other clearly. country can do it.
3: Brazil did it. Australia does it. England does it. I do not understand why America has. Well, they have to find out how,
2: how many votes they need to add to get over the oh, finish line.
3: But also, yeah. I was getting at a
2: point, Miranda, we're not thinking clearly. If they should if they should get elected again, they're going to require that American women jog in burkas and that way the rape situation will diminish. If only women would not tempt these poor, defenseless, homeless men by showing their bodies in these tight jogging costumes and would wear burkas, this would be the America that the Democrats could live with.
3: Well, Mr. Savage, you have a point. I mean, this is something that I think the left should take up. You should tell Cory Booker and Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden. I'm sure they'd they'd jump at that. I Um, hope she continues
2: to wear the burqas she's been wearing, but she's not the issue. America's crime wave is the issue. And it's let's not mince words. I'll say it. You don't have to agree with me. It's a minority crime wave. And even there, I'm being rather generic.
3: Well, yeah. And and the problem is that as we saw with that poor woman uh, the other day who was murdered by her husband after he'd been let out uh, with no bail because um, he'd beaten her up like savagely, so savagely, she put it on Facebook. It was the most horrendous beating. And um, she had to wear a bulletproof vest and he came back and he basically executed her in front of her three children. So she's a black woman, he's a black man. So it's black people who are suffering, who are primarily the victims of these violent, drug-addicted, mentally ill black men. This is just you know well, I but
2: mean, you see that's because of the mean republicans that the african-american males are getting into drugs and committing crime because they live in a racist society they've fallen through the cracks it's not a fair society if only we well, had reached out in the earlier years miranda and helped them even more than with affirmative action every hand up possible they wouldn't be out there raping they'd be running they'd be running america's corporations
3: affirmative action only helps people like Barack obama's children it does not help Uh, the children of single mothers in the ghetto, the boys who are abused and drug up and end up joining gangs and taking drugs because they're, Their life, their home life is such an utter misery. And what America used to do was just lock those people up. I mean, the whole thing was cruel, but it's crueler now because it's not just these people who are victims of this sort of laissez-faire society that filters down to the very bottom where, uh, you know, feckless women on welfare have a bunch of babies to a bunch of different feckless men. And then the children... Uh, just have have just a Hobbesian childhood and then turn into criminals and crazies. Why would we be what was
2: done in the past is that you had predators out in the streets. The cops in those days could see a predator from a mile away and they would arrest them before they hurt somebody. That became known as racial profiling, Miranda. That was the first stage to this chaos that we're living through. But, you know, when I saw this abortion vote come up several months ago, I said this is the greatest mistake the Republicans ever, ever committed. And whoever pushed it forward on the Supreme Court agenda did so to make sure the Republicans lost. And that had to be someone high up in the Republican circles like a Mitch McConnell who really doesn't want to win. He likes being a minority leader. That's all my opinion, Miranda. But now I look, who is rioting most about abortion? Abortion is our right. Either they are crazy, overt, lesbian, feminist radicals or radical lesbian feminists or old women in the suburbs who are way past the childbearing age. I see signs in the white suburbs, row, row, row your vote, from women in their 70s. What is their obsession with abortion? They're past the age of reproducing.
3: Yeah, I know. It's just an, it's, it's look, it's just a cause for them because they don't really have any decent causes. Uh,
2: so that's and- their big cause,
3: anti- Killing babies. Yeah. Okay. But the thing is, it doesn't matter. It, it's not worked for the Democrats. I think I think actually the Dobbs decision had turned out well for the Republicans, even though everyone thought there was going to be a disaster at the beginning, because, you know, once people looked at it, they realised it was just sending the decision back to the states. In New York, as Lee Zeldin keeps on saying, the most extreme abortion laws in the country right up until the moment of birth, you know, that's not changing. And Lee Zeldin, as governor, would have no power to change that because it's a deep blue state with a deep blue legislature. And so abortion's not working for them because women have actually got more important issues like trying to put food on the table, trying to stop their kids from falling behind at school because of all the lockdowns, trying to stop their kids being exposed to bizarre pornography at school and, oh. and gender ideology, and, you know, trying to put fuel in the tank, uh, trying to get their kids, you know, not being frightened when their kids go on play in the street.
1: Michael Savage, a host like no other.
2: Am I hearing you that you believe, as everyone seems to be saying, and myself included, and again, it's the same old, same old. It comes down to bread and butter issues and children, education and bread and butter.
3: Yeah, because the last two years have been horrendous under Joe Biden. I mean, people, the media covered up things like the wide open border and they've been trying to cover up the the crime problem and they're trying to beat up the abortion issue but actually people see what's happening with their own eyes they know what's going on and you know Rhonda sanders's martha's vineyard trick worked really well oh yeah um, and the new york post we made a big deal about those secret flights that biden was sending into new york i think that got some traction um little by little over the past two years, I think Americans, it's finally sunk in that, oh, we've been lied to, the border is not secure. And they certainly know about crime in their backyard. They know of people that have been assaulted and robbed, murdered, even raped. Um, we know what's going on. We can feel the danger out in the city. I mean, it's lawless, it's scary, and it's all across the, every blue city where Democrats are in charge and people have decided that Democrats are liars they're demagogues and they're crazy they're incompetent
2: liberalism is a mental disorder somebody wrote that in 2002 it was a book called liberalism is a mental disorder i know the, <laughs> i know the author personally
3: well, uh, um, a- sounds very good
2: miranda here's a new one beauty pageant can't be forced to accept transgender contestants court rules
3: well isn't that good where'd
2: that um, come is that the uh, scotus uh, I don't
3: know. I don't think it was SCOTUS.
2: A federal uh, appeals court just yeah. today ruled that beauty pageants can't be forced to accept and the contestants, citing First Amendment expression consideration. Yeah. The Ninth Circuit Court of Schlemiel's here in Nancy's backyard? They're the most leftist court in the country. Wow.
3: Well, there's a meeting of uh, sort of feminists and um, conservatives on this issue because no. the whole transgender movement is about erasing women. You know, it's like um, Kitanzi Jackson Brown said, uh, you know, the new Supreme Court Justice in her confirmation questions, she was asked, what is a woman? And she couldn't say. So, you know, that's pretty devastating. And I think that, again, parents of daughters are just saying enough. We don't want our Daughters having to share a locker room uh, with a man with a penis, and um, the same with you know <laughs> beauty pageants. This is their last kind of um, bastion of womanhood that they want to take over. Um, first of all, the feminists hate hated beauty pageants because they said that they were objectifying. Oh, women. So it's a way of
2: destroying a beauty pageant. Per- just make of everyone course. walk away from it. Oh, that's clever.
3: And and they want men. To be fooled into being sexually attracted yes. into men with penises who are dressed up as women, and um, and men don't want that. I mean, viscerally, um, I- I evolutionarily, men recoil from that unless they're homosexual. And if they're homosexual, they really want to be with men, not with men dressed up as women. So this is just a quite. uh, Miranda, it
2: worked for ancient Rome. I I really don't know why it can't work for Biden's America. (laughs) Well, Miranda, what's your latest article?
3: Go to opinion. And it's the top on opinion. How the government hid the truth behind Hunter Biden's laptop.
2: Hunter. So why are you hammering the Hunter Biden issue even now with the election just days away? There's a reason for it.
3: Yeah, uh, two reasons. One is that there's an amazing um, reporting that came out of The Intercept showing, again, uh, another aspect of the collusion between um, the Biden administration, the security uh, agencies and big tech to censor Americans' opinion that they don't like, any, any mm. speech they don't like. And uh, in this case, it was Department of Homeland Security meeting monthly with Twitter and Facebook uh, to censor people who were, um, you know, expressing views that went against the administration's narrative on things like the COVID lockdowns, the COVID vaccines, the botched withdrawal from Afghanistan, uh, so on. Anything detrimental to the Biden administration, people were being censored and deplatformed. Who,
2: who, who, wait, your article is telling us that the big security agencies in the Biden administration co- colluded with big tech. Yeah. On issues such as the border. Yeah. The withdrawal from Afghanistan, the covid vaccinations, the origins of covid racial injustice. Yes. Anything that could be detrimental to what these animals are doing to this country. They actually work with Facebook and Twitter to suppress any op- opposing opinions. That's right. Oh, boy. <laughs>
3: Any dissent, uh, they, and, you know, we know from Alex Berenson, who was a kind of guy talking about the opposed to the lockdowns and saying the vaccine, he was actually turned out to be quite right with a lot of what he was saying. Um, he got um, completely banned off Twitter. And that was, we saw that a guy from the White House called Andy Slavitt, um and, and a guy um, who'd been there, Robert Gottlieb, I think his name is, who, Scott Gottlieb, sorry, who'd been uh, on, on the FDA and, and also on the board of Pfizer. Um, he'd also intervened to get... Alex and kicked off Twitter. Uh, he's he found in his his lawsuit. He found in discovery these documents, these internal documents. So uh, we know this has been going on. And and Marina, there's also I, the FBI. I, I hate to
2: interrupt you. You know, I'm looking at your story, and this is very disturbing for me. Living yeah. in America and being someone who was born quite a, a long time ago, the guy who finds the laptop in the repair shop finds this Hunter Biden stuff on it, and he can't believe it. Yeah. So he goes to his uh, father, retired Air Force Colonel Steve Mack Isaac, who takes a copy of the laptop's hard drive, according to your article, on an external drive to the FBI's field office in Albuquerque. He's treated with disdain, but listen what they say. "You, You better lawyer up and don't talk to anyone about this, an FBI agent told him. Then he encounters another agent six weeks later when two agents from the Baltimore field office go to his home and they say to him, have you spoken with anyone else about this? Any other government or law enforcement agency can leave without taking the laptop. Then the agents arrive at his store with the subpoena and take the laptop and a hard drive copy. What happened after that, Miranda? Uh,
3: well, um, Hunter, um, Hunter Biden's laptop, which John Paul Isaac had looked at after he'd had it for, you know, a year and was concerned about it because he thought that it had national security implications Um, and he, he'd been brought up. He said, you see something, you say something. So he wanted to bring it to the authorities. And unfortunately for him, he chose the FBI. And as you say, uh, he asked his father um, to, to do that for him in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And um, the FBI agent was incredibly rude to his father and basically told him, you better lawyer up uh, and implied that somehow John Paul MacIsaac should not have a copy of this or should not have the laptop, even though legally it was his property because Hunter Biden had abandoned it there in April 2019, refused to come back, refused to pay his bill, had signed a docket saying that if he didn't come back within 90 days, it became the property of the store and John Paul MacIsaac was the owner of the store, so it's his property. So there's no legal question there. But the FBI, from the very beginning, didn't want to know about this and tried to tried to intimidate the MacIsaacs into uh, shutting up about this. And when when the, the FBI finally, in December 2019, came to MacIsaac's store with a subpoena and picked up the laptop and a copy of the hard drive, uh, one of them uh, sort of... Over his shoulder as he was leaving, said, uh, "In our experience, people who don't talk about things like that don't, you know, don't have a problem or don't get hurt." Um, oh my god!
1: The Savage Nation. It's Savage on Demand.
2: Miranda, this, this is out of a, you know, like know. A, years ago in 1969. It was a long time ago. There was a movie called Z, which I referenced yesterday on a TV appearance. Movie was called Z. It was about the revolution in Greece at the time in the 60s. It was about a right wing cover up, by the way, and it was uh, written, produced by Costa Gavras at the time. He was a very famous filmmaker, and it was about an incident of overt government corruption that's covered up and there's riots in the street as a result. How many people really care about the Hunter Biden laptop going into the midterms?
3: Yeah, I don't think it's really about the laptop. I think the story is bigger now. I mean, look, it's a story of Washington corruption. Uh, It's bipartisan, happens on both sides. Joe Biden just happened to be a past master at it. Mm. Uh, Millions of dollars coming from China and Russia, and therefore he's compromised. I think a lot of people are concerned about that. They're a little bit cynical about corruption in Washington. However, I think what's new and what is really disturbing and alarming people uh, and, and making them fear for their country is the cover up and the the exposure of this collusion between you know this cabal in the FBI, uh, as, and and you know people in the Biden campaign or the Democrats? So we haven't quite got to the bottom of who did it. All we know is from whistleblowers, brave whistleblowers. That the laptop and Tony Bobolinsky's material was buried, deliberately buried, investigations closed. That laptop has not been seen again. And, you know, John Paul MacIsaac, I guess, because his father had been in Black Ops himself, he was a bit suspicious and so that's why he kept his insurance policy he kept his copies and he continued when he realized the fbi wasn't going to do anything he continued to try and get it out to various members of congress no one took his calls Uh, but then finally he managed to find an email for rudy giuliani and the rest is history rudy giuliani came to us and we we got the story out but then of course our story was immediately censored by Facebook and Twitter. And why was that? We now know that uh, FBI went to Facebook, warned them about a dump of Russian propaganda shortly before our story appeared with enough uh, specifics for Facebook to recognise our story as what they were being warned about. And they immediately throttled it, uh, said it was pending fact check, which they never did. Twitter followed suit. And then what made it even worse was you had 51 uh, members or former members of the intelligence community, including five former or acting directors, directors or acting directors of the CIA, who wrote that lying letter that saying uh, that this was, Ru- well, a Russian information operation. But really, they knew that people would take that as a Russian disinformation. Awful. And therefore, the rest of the media just, that's how they reported it, Russian disinformation, and the whole story was buried And, you know, Joe Biden only won by 45,000 votes in a handful of battleground states. Uh, This was one of the ways that the Democrats and their shadowy, deep state allies managed to put their thumb on the scales over the 2020 election. When people talk about an unfair election, they don't mean, you know, ballots, truckloads of ballots in the middle of the night or Dominion voting machines. No one knows about that. What they do know is The media was biased, that Google was sending out, as they have been this year, sending out messages to Democrats, get out to vote, not to Republicans. Uh, We know that Zuckerberg put in all his millions of dollars into just shoring up, get out the vote uh, activities in Democrat areas. We know that there were drop boxes in Democrat areas that were not being monitored, uh, that were the chain of uh, custody was lost. So there were so many ways that the Democrats were very clever. They sent their best lawyers at the beginning of the pandemic in every battleground state to change the rules, to change the laws legally. So they had a million ways. Uh, to to rig the election in their favor, and in the end, they managed to get over the line by forty five thousand votes. So that's why people were angry about it. But unfortunately, like you alluded to earlier, um let's hope that that this doesn't happen again. I mean, we're trusting the Republicans to have
2: You're looking at your newspaper right now, yeah, seeing your article, Miranda. And this is disturbing. Elon Musk, stands by Twitter integrity leader who once likened Trump officials to not. Yeah. So yeah. he's keeping the same type of personality in charge yeah. of monitoring Twitter. I got to tell you something interesting. The minute he took over and he fired those despicable third worlders who were shadow banning <laughs> me personally, I'll give you my particular experience. My following went up by 10 percent in two days. And the amount of people hitting me are saying, Oh, we haven't heard from you in years, suddenly started appearing. Interesting. Well, yeah. Listen to this, Miranda. Now it's gone back the other way. Now we're seeing, I see censorship again. Yes. I see my tweets being shadow blocked again. <clears throat> I see it all over again. Like I, I tweeted this about an hour ago. I said, Are the Dems sending old senile Joe out to these empty speaking venues to spew <sighs> anger and hatred so when they lose in a landslide, they can blame him and regroup as a kind and loving bunch of traitorous thieves. I do some of this stuff because, A, I believe it's true also to provoke people into thinking. Why would they keep sending old senile Joe out who gives these hateful, angry, deranged speeches like last night? Did you you saw last night's speech, didn't you?
3: Yeah, I I have a theory about that, actually. please. I think that people um, imagine that Ron Klain or Susan Rice or some, you know, shadowy figures in the administration are really running uh, the president. <laughs> uh, he's They're, doing it, though. It's him. yeah. I, I, I think it's Joe. And, you know, that from from last night. Yeah, uh, it's him again. It's him not, and his, I think it's yeah.
2: his wife who's running the country. She's like the man. She's like Madame Defarge behind the scenes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well uh, look even she is, is she looks sullen um they don't hold hands anymore she looks um put out when she has to help him put After 70 years of
2: marriage can you imagine that they're not lovers anymore that's terrible
3: well i don't think did you say 70 years
2: i'm joking i'm being sarcastic
3: well like that's been not married that. for that long
2: really but, <laughs> but, but this guy this guy looks so crazy gave another speech again full of hate full of anger and full of lies to no audience. Who was in Union Station? They didn't even have the homeless people there because they chased them all out before the event. So there was nobody there, but the mice that they couldn't catch.
3: And no Starbucks because they left ages ago because the crime's so bad. I mean, the choice of venue, the other. That's the point.
1: A Savage Nation, it's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw.
2: Who's behind in making these poor choices?
3: Ah, well, so who's in his ear? So I think Joe Biden is out of control. I think everybody, including his wife, is frightened of him because he's at that stage of his cognitive journey. Okay, so you think he's
2: actually running his own show and he's sort of, Dick. yeah, he is doing this on his own.
3: Yeah, and oh. he's always been a mean guy, but now he's got my <laughs> filter on it and he's, uh, you can see, lashing out, angry, God knows what Jill's copping behind the scenes. Um, but uh, oh. no one can control him except these historians, these pet historians like John Meacham, and there's a guy who I'm not going to pronounce his name right, but it's Michael Bierschloss or something. He's oh, always yes. on MSNBC. That's, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And and about- they get on Room right. You said love- Joe is a great
3: president? Oh, they think no, brilliant. They think he's, they well, I don't know. They think, but they tell him he's the second coming of FDR. That he oh. is going to go down in the great pantheon of marvelous oh, presidents. Please. Come on, and they meet him and they they boast about it for hours in the White House. Often, and they they talk about it, and they say we had a Socratic dialogue. You know what Socratic dialogues are like? It's because Joe Biden can't actually keep a thought in his head, so he's all over the place, and they they dress it up as you know, it with a euphemism, Socratic dialogue.
2: A a Socratic dialogue. Who was Glaucon, though?
3: (laughs) I don't know. Uh, It's it's I, I, I read
2: I I studied logic and scientific method a long time ago. We had to read. We had to read Aristotle in mathematical formulae. Would you believe that? It was converted to mathematics and we had to follow it in symbol. It was mathematically interesting and perfect. So, but
3: who was I did the, it the other way around because I did pure maths. You so did. I oh, math. I knew you From were brilliant On the mathematical, logical side. Yeah. Oh, so, very um, few I think
2: people could study mathematics today at all, given the primary school education that yeah. we have, except well, that perhaps Chinese. Yes, Uh, they they're studying math early on. So you agree, not you agree. You're saying you have a different theory than I, which is that they're not sending them out to these empty venues. He's sending himself out to these empty venues. Well,
3: he's demanding. So, so on the one hand, to keep him happy, he's got these <laughs> historians that go in and they blow smoke, you know, and they tell him how wonderful he is. They show him photos of the great presidents of yore, and they tell him, because they say it on MSNBC, exactly what they say comes out of his mouth. They say democracy is at stake. Uh. I mean, no one knows what that means, but all that rhetoric, he loves it because he Thinks of himself as a professor, and you know, he's giving a lecture, and no one understands what he's talking about, and that's why the way he likes it. So so then the Democratic Party says, we don't, no one wants him near any of the candidates, right? Especially in the, the battleground states where they're, they're just hanging in by a whisker. They don't want him going there. They want Obama. They want even Bill Clinton. They're wheeling out, not Joe. So they're sending him because he's, it's embarrassing and humiliating for the guy. He's the president and he's going on holiday, you know, long weekends to Delaware in the middle of the campaign season for, you know, probably the most consequential election in his lifetime. And here he is. He's um he's, they don't want him. So he's getting frustrated and angry, is my guess. So they're they're inventing these kind of safe space venues for him, not far from home, where he won't get too tired. And he can give an address and wander around the stage, as he did in Florida, in a very safe place the other day, where there were going to be no hecklers. Wait, wait, uh, let's
2: it, pause on that for a minute. My wife told me she saw him giving a speech in Florida yeah, yeah. in an old, in a senior citizen home when nobody was there, like six old people, you know, with jello falling on their laps in the wheelchairs. Nobody was there. And he was there appearing for. Another shady character whose name I forget. She's despicable. Debbie Debbie, Debbie, Debbie Watson Watson and
3: and Schultz. Wasserman Schultz. Yeah. Yes, he's the worst in the Senate. Makes Nancy
2: Pelosi look like Snow White. That Wasserman Schultz, but he was there. Pitching for her? What's going on with that? I thought that was a district they own. What's going on there?
3: Yeah, that's right. That's why they sent him down there because he can't do any damage, and he, no. he 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 just couldn't sit around because it's just too humiliating. So they have to pretend to the media that never pushes back that yes, he's going out on the stump. You know, he's campaigning. Nobody was there. Well, yeah. And and the funny thing was, Wasserman Schultz, um, she gets up and she berates the crowd because they're not being enthusiastic That's enough. That's what she saw. Wasserman Schultz her.
2: ballistically yelled at the old people.
3: Yeah. Like, she say made something,
2: them. do something. Come on. Yeah.
3: Please clap. It was it was pathetic so we've got the president of the United States here.
2: And they didn't even know. They didn't care. God, no it's awful. Cared. My mother lived in a senior living home there before she passed away. Down in that area, it's sad to go in those places. They don't even know who's in front of them most of the time.
3: Well, he would have fit right in there, but I didn't even know. <laughs> Why didn't did he they stay? Anymore. They could have yeah. given
2: him flavored Jello for. The, but look, let's get down to brass tax. It's it's going to be up Friday. This podcast, the big weekend before the election. Yeah. Do you care to make any prognostications? Here's the big question. We know by every poll in the country and we know the polls are all distorted because even when they were saying they were neck and neck or Fetterman was winning by 0.2 percent. I said it's all wrong because Republicans never self identify to pollsters. Yes. i have seen this for 30 years. So I knew it was at least 10 points up for Republicans who would suddenly come out of the woodwork and vote. But now even the other side is admitting it's 15 points. So what's going to happen if they steal the election again by jury rigging the vote after the fact? They, they'll they try it in some places.
3: Well, also, I think they do it before the fact. How? Um, you know, that this is, I think, the mistake that everyone made last time was they were oh. trying to find, um, you oh. know, corruption, cheating on the night afterwards. Oh. So they, they have, you know, the Democrats... They, they they explained it in that Time magazine article. They had a lot of ways of of doing things like the, the riots, the George Floyd riots was part of it. Um, so I don't know what tricks exactly they have up their sleeves. Um, I know that's
2: stuffing. Look at what happened in Brazil. We're not in Brazil. Yeah. But if you look at the size of the crowds of Bolsonaro compared to the minuscule crowds for the communists, yeah, given-
3: I don't I, I don't think that's a good metric. I, I never use that because that that really doesn't. That That's so unscientific. So, that- OK, so let's put
2: the crowds yeah. aside. Let's put Brazil aside, because we know that we meddle in those elections. We know that the U.S. CIA yeah. director went there before the election, by the way, which is yeah. astounding. Yeah. So we know that they're trying to jury rig the entire uh, uh, world like tilt the pinball machine. What if they, they tilt- didn't like
3: it? They didn't like Bolsonaro. No, I understand for his country because he was a conservative, he was a Trumpish right yes. winger, right. and and that this is what they they hate more than anything. And they and can't
2: control them. Him. Well, it's like Trump. You can't control a wild card yeah. like him.
3: Yeah. And so and that's at- why they hate Carrie Lake and oh. Blake Masters and uh, you know uh, Baldock General Baldock. Now and where in do we New-
2: get these yeah. wonderful candidates from? This general guy. Where is he in New Mexico? The, the, the airborne assault troop. I love this guy. How Isn't it he, wonderful? This is how, America. I said, this is America. American. Where did he come from? Uh, there's an American male, yeah. an airborne assault guy wearing his hat that says airborne assault and he's running for the governor. What is he running for in that state, New Mexico?
3: New Hampshire. Oh, he's New in New Hampshire. Hampshire. Yeah, but yeah, there's New another
2: Hampshire. guy in, in in the southwest. Another uh, military. Pro- Mastriano.
3: Yes, exactly. Mastriano. Yes, yeah. another
2: tough guy. Yeah
3: where did he come from
2: where Uh, are these i mean
3: it's like it's like carrie lake it's like blake masters um it's like jd vance these these are just they're not politicians they're americans who were successful in their lives and they've come to rescue the country you know that's really genuinely what they're doing they're not politicians and that's the great thing about america you know america is the only country in the world that's going to be able to um rescue our culture the western culture
1: Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage
2: Nation. Miranda, these people who you mentioned, they all look like very forthright, as good as you're going to get in the in the political world. Yeah. They all have real backgrounds. They're not career politicians. They're going to trump all of them. Anyone who's not owned yeah. by the parties, whether it be McConnell's party or Pelosi's party, is considered an enemy of the government. You know, I found a tweet a line in a story about Russia that I I treated and people took it exactly the wrong way, as I would expect. I'd like your opinion. It was from the article in Russia Today. And one of the women went and looked at all the men who were dying from a small community of ethnic minorities somewhere in the northern territories of Russia near Siberia. They were they were drafting them first because they were the most um, malleable. And the woman interviewing all of the families of the dead soldiers said, quote, once reporters were there to control the people in power, she said, this is what we are supposed to do. Reporters were there to control the people in power, she said, meaning in Russia. Wow. I thought that that rang so loud and clear in my head. what Reporters used to do to control the people in power. And now you take out the word in power and they're there to control the people. Isn't that yeah. what's happened?
3: Yeah, and, uh, you know, you see, I mean, it's a perfect example is the New York Times' attitude to Lee Zeldin. Um, the New York Times has has a habit of choosing a loser in every um, election that they, they uh, nominate, um, but they've chosen, obviously, Kathy Hochul um, to be governor of New York again. Um, and Lee Zeldin, they completely ignored him. And then Mm -hmm. yesterday or anyway, sometime this week, they ran a profile of him um, in which they, you know, it's very hard to find negative things to say about Lee Zeldin um, or about his pitch or his policies, because everything he said is correct. Um, He has a beautiful family. Uh, he was attacked by someone when he was on stage near Rochester, someone holding a, a sharp um, knuckle duster. And he was
2: strong enough to hold the guy off because he is a national guardsman. He has military in his background. Yeah.
3: yeah he And and he was a black belt karate. Oh, he was a, a that's world where he got the when move he, was from. A teenager. he
2: immediately moved like this and blocked the guy.
3: Well, and he grabbed his wrist because he, it was just muscle memory. You know, the guy's got a weapon in his hand. You And, and my what did they wrist. say
2: about Zeldin? That was negative.
3: Oh, yeah. That he's a Trump guy. That they just quoted all these people saying he was demagogy whatever that means—not even a real word. Um, that he, um, you Demagog- know, was like an abortion crazy. They so just all the buttons that would be yeah. pressed in their readership. Um, none of it was true because. As he said, abortion is, you know, it's it's as extreme as you can get in New York. It's right up to the moment of birth. Um, all the Supreme Court did was send the decisions back to the states, and the deep blue legislature in in New York, they're not going to change it. If anything, they'll go the other way. They'll 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 legislate infanticide. So, you know, Lee Zeldin has said that he's not interested in doing it. He's pro life but he can't do anything about it in New York. Mm -hmm. So end of story. But they keep on trying to drum it up. He doesn't Mm -hmm. run away from from his support of Trump during the impeachment. He did a brilliant job. uh, And that impeachment was so unjust. He's a lawyer. uh, He's an army veteran. He was in the 101st Airborne. Um, Zeldin was? Yeah, yeah, Zeldin was. You know, I have
2: a question for you. I admire military men i always have since i'm a little boy i ever since dwight the eisenhower i've always looked up to them as the backbone of america which they are by the way the good ones why do men and women in the military generally hide their background in the america of today
3: i didn't know that they
2: were i never see it front and center only now do i see a guy standing up with airborne assault on his cap (laughs)
3: yeah i i i hadn't noticed that um that's tragic if it's the case i mean we do know that the left the woke has been um assaulting the military and trying to erase uh so-called toxic masculinity out of it um and they're bringing you know diversity and inclusion and you know basically weakening um, the armed services which china is doing the opposite you look at the chinese military they're all identical they're all men they're all the same height they're they all look like clones of each other um there's no diversity there um and they say diversity is our strength and we want to have transgender you know we've got an admiral at the moment um who who's parading around in a in a skirt um in the biden administration so um, they're doing their best to weaken. Who is the that you
2: mean our area. rear admiral in health in charge of health human services?
3: Yeah, yes. Rachel no. Levine. Oh lord. Um, yeah.
2: So you know uh,
3: they make a mockery, and and then we had. Um, I always forget his name because I find him so repellent. <laughs> um, he's the, uh, you know, the, basically the head head of the chief, joint services chief. Um, really ugly, squat man who sucked <laughs> up to Pelosi. <laughs> and he 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 said oh um he he was talking about white male white rage remember he said he was reading all those is he a white male himself yeah of
2: course typical he he
3: got to the top uh, by being a white male and being you don't mean
2: millie do you
3: yeah millie Millie. Thoroughly modern millie
2: thoroughly modern millie chubby millie the the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff that's him. was obsessed with white supremacists obsessed and with white them. men in the military i get so angry when i see it because me I, have too. Rel- I i oh, have i have relatives in military cemeteries who fought in world war ii yeah who, who it sickens me to see these there's a, a word for them the benedict imposters well what is millie's background how did he become joint chiefs of staff this big bowl of jello that he could do a thing like that do you know that if they were to apply the lens that they are the lenses that they're currently applying to the united states military they would have to disinter most of the men in the military cemeteries yeah. in our country because yeah. most of them were white supremacists by their definition
3: toxic masculinity you yeah, know all those you. men that ran into the the world trade center towers oh toxic uh, masculinity to yeah and and you know we all these institutions now the police the army. Well,
2: Miranda, the, the minority crime wave is not being conducted by toxic masculine men, is it?
3: Well, that they are. They're very toxic. No, I'm but not according
2: sure. to the left. They don't see it. That that I well, is. Well, they're victims.
3: They're they're part of a victim group. Well, so, so, society. Can do wrong. society so so the black man who beat his wife up and then executed her after he got let out of jail um, when he should have been in jail um, in front of her children. Um, he He got a free, he got a pass because of the colour of his skin. He was just a psychopathic, homicidal maniac (laughs) and she was begging for help and all the institutions that we pay for that we rely on to protect us they betrayed her because they were all too scared to put a black man behind bars because the democratic party has stopped us from doing that so what we see is all these predators out on the street they know that there's no consequences they do whatever they like they're laughing in our faces
1: Michael Savage, a host like no other.
2: Miranda, before you go, I know you've got back to back interviews. I don't know how you do it all day long, but we love your articles in the post. (laughs) I I tweeted this. I want your opinion. And it was tongue in cheek, a little um, sarcastic again. Reasons why you should vote for the Democrats. It's on my Twitter feed. One, (laughs) women can have penises. Two, boys can menstruate. Three, men can bear children four orgiastic anti-whiteness is progressive five the scientific method is white supremacy six national borders are racist and seven inflation is good for the economy
1: <laughs> the
2: people they're starting to understand that jonathan swift was put into a manhouse for a reason because <laughs> well, he must have lived in the same kind of society i'm living in because if this it, keeps up they will eventually do to people like me what they did in the soviet union would is say yeah. Oh, Yo, you're crazy because we live in a perfect Marxist society. So if you see problems, you're crazy. We're putting you in a mental hospital. Yeah. That's where this is going if the Democrats aren't stopped.
3: Yeah. Which is why, you know, it's it's worthwhile. I'm rereading Solzhenitsyn at the moment just to remind oh. myself, you know, it, it's funny. You, only after you've lived through it a bit, it, it seems so unrealistic when I first read it when I was much younger. <laughs> Which I, mean, it, I knew it was true. The Gulag I just, Archipelago? Yeah, but I couldn't. I couldn't really. I couldn't really uh, grasp it. But now I'm looking at it with new eyes, and I'm looking at everything with new eyes. We were talking about John Paul Mac Isaac, um, the laptop repair shop guy. Um, when he first um, started talking to me about, you know, the FBI and he thought that they were threatening him and all this stuff, I thought, oh, you know, he's a little bit paranoid. You know, I'd, I, 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 I sort of. You know, I, I still respected him and thought he did a good job, but I thought the poor man, he's sort of isolated through COVID and he's just <laughs> let his thoughts carry, get carried away. He was right. He was the canary in the coal mine. I was the deluded one. I couldn't believe that. The how FBI, do you get
2: away with this in the New York Post? I mean, I don't want to bring up management because I wouldn't be fair to you. You're working for a large corporation that's playing the middle. They have to. Do, they, do you have any heat on you to not be a truth no. teller?
3: Nope, none. no, you no, know, you
2: are a truth teller. And it seems to me you're extremely gutsy in what you do uh, every time you're on. And, you know, truth no, I get nothing but support. But Miranda, most most truth tellers don't last that long in mainstream media. You're in a big <laughs> company. You're doing a great job. I mean, Tucker does a very brave job. I actually worry for him half the time when I listen to his monologues. They're over the edge of reality. I mean, I don't mean not real. He's doing stuff that I wouldn't expect a him to do or be Fox to permit him to do.
3: He's red pilling. Well, you know, you know why? Because he has a huge audience and um, that, that speaks in itself. That gives him protection, but also, you know, the company um, it's, it's a much, you know, the, the motto of Fox is fair and balanced. And people laugh at it on the left, but it's way more, um, diverse has way more diverse viewpoints than, um, you know, any of the other cable networks or CBS or NBC, which just run the drumbeat. It's hilarious that the left is so desperate to bring down uh, Fox News and bring down News Corp. Um, the one voice, it's the one voice of the people that's telling the truth. And yet they need to just get rid of it because the problem is if you have. One truth teller in the crowd, then people suddenly realize that they've been told a pack of lies because the truth just has a way of shining up. OK, so, so this
2: podcast is up on Friday of this week and the election is Tuesday right after the weekend.
3: Yeah. Any predictions? Um, look, my prediction would be that it will be um, a red tsunami and um I mean, but that's what I hope. Um, But I think the reality is going to be more disappointing. I think the fact that we've got uh, Joe Biden, uh, Democrats, social media, all striking the same note about, oh, you've got to wait. There's going to be days and days, you know, to count the vote and all of this. Um, They're not doing anything to reassure Americans that this election is going to be fair and balanced, you know, fair and above board. Um, So I don't know. I'm not going to predict um, anything untoward. I I just hope that the wave is so big that it crushes any cheating. And that's why everybody has to go out. They have to, you know, they have to vote and they have to get every single lazy friend and relative of them to vote. They have to Mm. nag. They have to drag them out. They have to go around. I agree. You know, bribe them, whatever It's
2: overwhelmingly large in favor of Republican or conservative or American or patriotic candidates. Yeah. Very difficult to tilt the scales by putting a thumb on the scale in the other way. And it's got to be by big numbers.
3: That's right. And and I think, you know, if if everything works out as it should and as the feeling, the mood of the country is, then. You know, the House and the Senate will be back in Republican hands and there will be some a new breed of Republicans uh, in, in Congress who I think won't take the sort of Mitch McConnell, um, uh, you know, Liz Cheney, Mitt Romney sort of never Trumper uh, attitude uh, lying down. I think they're going to be very pushy. And they're going to demand results. And I think there are, you know, politicians mostly are pretty pliable. So you look at the the Kevin McCarthy, he'll he'll do what works for him.
2: Yeah, he's he's a and, mainstream. Yeah. Do witness. So well, before we need, go, you know, I live in San Francisco and this Paul Pelosi attack story. Oh we can't talk about it. It seems to have been dropped, which is odd. She's number three in ascension to the White House, strange circumstances. But I bring up one fact that no one has answered. There is that one picture, Miranda, of an ambulance leaving the Pelosi mansion on the night of the attack at the mansion. Not one picture of an ambulance taking them to SF General. How is that possible? You know that if there's a fender bender on the Golden Gate Bridge, there are helicopters, newsmen, boats underneath with cameras over the fender bender and this attack occurs. There's not one picture of an ambulance, Miranda.
3: Yeah, look, it's just um, it's (laughs) It's God. Pelosi. That's that's her mo. She controls everything. She controlled January six. We There's still got no press the in the city, Miranda.
2: I live here. I don't exist. I'm a best selling author, book after book after book. They've never covered me. It's you talk about Solzhenitsyn when they disappeared people. Yeah. This is what was done in the Soviet Union when they first didn't want you to be heard. They disappeared you like you didn't exist. Yeah. That's what Pelosi does. She's a pure, absolute Stalinist in yep. her high heels yeah this story should awaken even liberals no one's talking about it it's been pushed aside and buried like it's a feta complete.
3: well that's good though because they did try to spin it into all right
2: well, uh, you're such bagger. an optimist i admire your family to have a mother like you
3: <laughs> but yeah but i mean look their spin fell flat and they tried to turn it into an october surprise to win them the they election.
2: did and it backfired right and too many questions
3: yeah. They didn't get a
2: good enough stone filmmaker down in LA to write the script. <laughs> they used some third rate hack out of Fired from Google, probably <laughs> to write the initial script. Miranda, always a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. I look forward to your articles in the New York Post. Every time they come out, any last words for the uh, podcast audience?
3: Just get out and vote. That's all. Vote, vote, vote. vote like your vote, life depends vote. on it. Instead it of
2: row, row, row the vote, it's vote, vote, vote the row.
3: Yeah. <laughs> good one thanks michael great thank to you talk very to you much again. a
2: pleasure every time you're here thank you for listening to the michael savage podcast remember this get out and vote 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 tell your friends to vote only by winning in a landslide can we get our country back and save it from the evil doers on the other side thank you for listening god bless america